Choking on the end, choking on the end. You are listening to the Claim of Throne Blodgecast. You're here with your hosts, as always, myself. And how are you going today, Ash? I'm very good, thank you. And Cabba? Hey, how are you, mate? I was pretty good until I saw that horrific <laughs> coffee that resembles the shit on the bottom of my shoe that I just stepped in as I walked through um, the park. Um, but I'm sure it tastes fine. Well, yeah, hope so. My coffee machine just broke, so yeah. Cabo is officially drinking the last coffee, Owen, in the machine that you bought me, the Presso. And I'm uh, lapping it up, tastes really good, as good as it ever has. Mm. Not bad. Wouldn't call it 10 out of 10, but mm. probably a factor of 7.3. Uh, 1 out of 10 would bang. Uh, why are we not drinking alcohol? Just coffee. Uh just good boys, pretty much. Both off the piss and Wary waiting gut for it to cool down. Oh, right. <laughs> shit. Yeah, there's a cider in the fridge. Yeah. Cool. Well, another episode. Are you going to download my WeTransfer file from last week? Oh, shit. I haven't done that yet? Nah. Okay. Thank you for reminding me. And the band tool of the week is mm. WeTransfer that does send you a reminder if your partner does not download the files that you send, which is a good... Uh, Good tool. Speaking of good tools, yeah. um, you are my partner. <laughs> Have you done a weed transfer app on band tools? I haven't. Um, I've done an app on file sharing mm. and I oh, touched right. on it and also spoke about it on that episode because I did think it would be difficult to do a whole episode just on weed transfer, but probably wouldn't be. Probably completely mm. doable. Except for the fact that you don't do episodes anymore. Yeah. And you know what the really annoying thing <laughs> is about not doing it anymore? I'm getting more interest than I ever have, actually. Really? Still pretty decent play count. Still people signing up to the Patreon. Still Darren from Western Front asking um, if I can do a deal for his Facebook groups that he wants to share it to and they can get downloads of templates, which I'm going to do this weekend. As soon as I can get this ratty podcast out of the way. <laughs> um, so yeah, pretty interesting. And I guess that's the cool thing about podcasting. It's just there forever. Mm. Um, you know, and you might not have people searching what you're doing at that current exact time. But 10 years time when someone wants to know about WeTransfer, they'll search for it. And there she blows. Pity We're live from prostitutes. <laughs> <laughs> prostitutes next door making some serious noise. I might even close that door with the traffic and put on the aircon. Getting a bit fucking warm in here. Yeah, gun. Yeah. Oh, I'm pretty comfortable. Mm. Yeah, so today you picked up some pornography shit. So you mm. got one coming up next week? Got one coming up this week and in one month's time. And this would be the first time that we've actually sort of pre-announced the next month before this one has actually come out. And that's because we're doing a CD launch for all this filth. Um, but pretty keen to get more album launches and stuff like that happening. And I think people mm. are starting to click that it's probably just as easy for them to email us because we've already got bookings every month than it is to try and contact um, venues that promote uh, girls wearing low-cut tops and things like that. 
So, <laughs> yeah, I think that'd be pretty cool. Give it a bit of a theme and stuff. And we've got another album launch in the pipeline for a couple of months' time. And I, don't know, I think it's kind of cool for the bands because then they can just worry about dealing with playing good and getting the album released and promoted and stuff without having to worry about pimping the event too much or not being not knowing if anyone's going to turn up at least they're guaranteed a decent crowd and line up and all that and they don't have to do all the shitty stuff mm. worksheets and whatever totally man it's yeah. a great concept i think it's maybe something i didn't think of when you started it you probably did that um that could be a possibility but you mm. know from the start because there's been metal clubs and shit in perth heaps and Melbourne's always been big on them and stuff. I've been to a few from, you know, back in the old days and shit. And I always saw it as just some dude putting on a gig and taking a cut of the door. But, yeah, now that you're um, yeah, pitching it a bit more like that, yeah, it's an organised event. You work with local dudes and they can get some shit together. Because, fuck, I remember my first launch of sorts, Black Betty's 310 payers. Can mm. you believe that shit? I, I can't. Believe it. And... Um, it was just crazy to actually book and promote and we didn't know what we were doing and went to your mates at Worldwide Printing and got a back a blurry poster because <laughs> I didn't know how to yeah. export for print and stuff. And We've all been there. Yeah, yeah. So it would, it would be really nice to do that and maybe, you know, you're a pretty fourth accuming guy. So is Dicey. So, yeah, those bands could probably pick your brain a little bit or at least see what kind of promo you guys did. So if they did want to put, maybe not on a launch, but a gigs or something down the track, they could learn. Because that's the biggest thing, just going into something cold turkey is pretty fucking yep. scary. Yeah, I think so. Just being able to see things unfold so they can do it in a similar fashion themselves next time. Um, but yeah, also that flexibility in case stuff doesn't go to plan, like you have to book venues like six months in advance and shit now, mm, mm. um, which is pretty hard for a band who, you know, is putting out an album, either they wait till it's ready and then do a booking for six months time or Chuck a claim the throne book the prick <laughs> and then record the album <laughs> and cram it all in last minute the day before. Yeah. To get it finished. Um, but yeah, at least they sort of know we've got a monthly thing that they can choose if they want. Um, but yeah, other thing I'm going to try and push a bit is, for example, um, Andy from Australian metal band Lord, the self-starter podcast and the Andy Social podcast. His Australian metal band Lord recently released a new video clip. Mm -hmm. I don't know if, have you seen that? I haven't actually watched it. I've seen the shares mm. and stuff. Yeah. Seems to be taken off. Uh, yeah, I liked it a lot. Seems to be getting lots of good feedback and stuff. Um, but yeah, hit him up to get like a download file or whatever to have to play that on the projector at Hornography as well. Mm -hmm. So I might try and get the word out there that if people want to do like video clip launches or, you know, pre-album streaming listening parties or whatever. You've sort of thing. already done that, right? Kind of, bit. yeah. But it's more been us approach, like knowing about what albums are coming out, approaching the bigger record labels yeah. and saying, can we play that album? Mm -hmm. But I think, yeah, for smaller local acts, if they wanted to pimp a new video or whatever, they know to hit us up. Mm. 
Yeah, I've got some... Uh, if Obviously, it seems like you've got a new contract with pornography rolling on for six months. You know how you were possibly doing it, I think, was it till December? And just seeing how it goes from there? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. we've booked pretty much for the whole year. Oh, great. Because, yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's a few little things in the pipeline I think we might put together and approach you with, mm. um, which is, yeah, it's cool to know that we could do it without having to like book an entire evening as well. Like, yeah. you know, sometimes you just want to do one thing, but you don't want to be responsible for every fucking facet. Man, I remember booking the listening party for On Desolate Plains at that back room at Rosemount, mm. and that was just not worth it, yeah. really, at the end of the day. It would have been way better to, yeah, put on one thing at an existing thing. Mm. Especially because with stuff that's just like pressing play, you do it while the band's setting up instead of having that yeah. little lull period. Totally, totally. So it works pretty well. Yeah, it went well. Um, but we'll see. Jim will be back in town this week. Oh, so dear God. My liver we'll is screaming. Hopefully have some mad metal freakage at the next couple of hornographies that he'll get to um, soak up. Dude, I don't know how I'm going to go from here on in, having been like... Gymless. Pretty much gymless and also largely off the piss for yeah. two months. I seem to have like you know, maximum of four beers once a week and feel reasonably tippo and like feel like, yeah, that's enough. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't know what's going to happen to me come Tuesday <laughs> and also arrive. <laughs> also talking to Roy about when he's over um, in April and it just, you know, the general conversation about, it's not about counting the litres of alcohol we'll be drinking, but just the amount of catch-ups, which, you know, then will entail the booze. Mm. Like, fuck, I don't even know if I can fucking handle this shit anymore. Yeah. I don't know. Does that make me <laughs> whatever? <laughs> uh, yes and no. Your partner? It certainly does. It definitely makes you my partner. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things, I guess. Just got to enjoy it while you can. And it's kind of almost easier if Jim is just like staying at one of our houses for multiple days on end. Mm. Then you can just sort of ease into be it. at home, ease into it, drink when you're ready or whatever, and he'll be drinking and making mm. you laugh the whole time. I don't know. Drinking, I think, is a lot about being in the vibe and in the mood for it, mm. which I dare say you will be. Am now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. I just think eating and drinking water while you're getting drunk as a grown 34-year-old man is highly important. So just be careful about how you do things. You've got people like Jim who can quite easily just smash three casks of goon before you have your first beer in the morning and he'll be fine. But the rest of us um, actual humans do struggle with that sometimes. But whatever, we'll see. I mean, you're saying that, but this is coming from the guy who drank every day on tour in Europe without a problem in the world. So you'll be right. Suck it up. And also, and also um, deal with it. Have a little sniff of this cider here. Tell, tell me about like it. A apple bullshit. cider? Yeah, man. Appful. Appful. Sounds good. Oh, apple and pear. How strong? Prick is fizzy. That's a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> Said this. Oh. Uh, Thanks, man. Four Jeez. and a half 
percent. Really? Yeah. Oh, please. Amazing. Prick is fizzy. Not too bad. Real good. Yeah, okay. Pretty easy to make. Do enjoy a good cider with ice as well, by the way. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's just a bit rough straight after this thing I called a coffee (laughs) earlier. (laughs) Um, So, the new Hate Eternal? Yeah. Might as well just get into that now. Really good. Fucking What made you put that on the other day? Uh, you did mention it a while ago because they have a On Desolate Plains mm. as their album title. Yep. And um, yeah, half the song names are weird, somewhat eh? lewd. And the album cover has a bird on it and a whatever. Really weird. Crazy. Um, I was reading premierguitar.com as I tend to do sometimes and they had an interview with Eric Rutan, which I thought was pretty crazy because mm. it's pretty extreme sort of dude. Usually they have like Joe Bonamassa and shit. And, yeah, he's going on about the tones. Hilarious interview. He's like, they're talking about the leads. And he's like, yeah, I'm a really tight lead player. Um, and then he's talking about rhythms. He's like, yeah, I'm super good with my right hand. My rhythms are always locked in super well. Like, I don't think he's intending to talk himself up, but it's funny how it sounds. Mm. Anyway, so I'm like, all right, I'll give it a listen. I haven't listened to, like, new death metal for ages. Yep. Chucked it on. Message to you. Yeah. Throbbing cock. <laughs> Agreed with everything he just said. Yeah. On the interview. Yeah. I, um, oh. Hate Eternal is one I've always liked a lot and have stood out amongst the pack, I reckon, of that insane extreme death metal. Mm-hmm. Partly because I have good memories of watching Jim get drunk and play um, blast beats on his steering wheel and sing King of All Kings. Yeah, well, that was always work. one of the highlights <laughs> in life. Um, yeah, heard they had a new album coming out. It wasn't overly excited. didn't really care anymore. Like yeah. They've had a few albums and they've all been pretty good, but yeah. Um, so enjoyed the new song when I heard it. Didn't follow it up, didn't actually listen to the whole album. But when you mentioned it, I was like, I should definitely do that. Mm. Glad I did. That I think it might be the second, possibly the third. The first song that has a solo, just mm. totally. You, yeah, you said it, you messaged it, <laughs> but I was at work listening to that, and when the solo came in, I was like, oh, <laughs> far out. We should play that song to go out. With. Oh, we should be listening to it now. Forgot. Yeah, we could do. Forgot. Should All the production, on? really good. Yeah, put it on. All right. Drums, like to be playing drums that extreme and still yeah. sound highly real and nice. I think the whole thing sounds highly mm. real and nice. The kicks are 110% triggered, mm. but they still, they don't sound like they've been replaced and quantized or anything. Yeah. Oh, sorry, they've definitely been replaced, but not quantized at least. Like all the performances sound pretty legit. And it's funny because I, um, yeah, listening to other albums this week that are new uh, metal albums take something like Carnal Forge, which I won't give the soil work treatment. Um, <laughs> oh, damn. But, yeah, it's like the tones on that. I, I think that's pretty cool and the cool riffs. I definitely see what you love about it or are really liking compared to a lot of other shit out these days. Um, but, yeah, the one bummer for me is it's always the drums. It's I think mm. it's not as bad as other stuff, but uh, it's like, man, I can hear this dude can fucking play. I guarantee he can play. 
just give it the hate eternal treatment. Now that's that's my new benchmark for that extreme mm. death metal. Like give it the fucking hate eternal. Yeah. Because the first couple of Nile or well, first couple, sorry, Annihilation, the Wicked, for example, uh, as compared to Dark and Shrines, like in their Dark and Shrines, definitely live playing and a bit of triggers and stuff, but like real, still sounded a, a touch lo-fi maybe. That's probably not the right word, but not so produced yeah and then annihilation the wicked sounded like holy crap this is like a really sick drum production and then they went that sort of modern route after that i think every band did so yeah this hate eternal thing yeah sounds great and the guitar tone is utterly ripping it sounds like yeah. like good extreme morbid angel mm. like 90s era yeah that i mean sonically. those lead tones i think Oh man! Out of control, but well, yeah. Also the rhythms. So, yeah, yeah, really good. <sighs> Refreshing. At, well, as with all that stuff, like I do get halfway through an album, I'm just like, man, I cannot do this any anymore. Um, fair enough. Yeah, but I do very much. I do do love it for sure. Um, you know, my other top point about that was please <laughs> thirty nine minutes. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. You know? Final. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. But just not too long. Yeah. Like it just just as you're starting to go, all right, death metal, that's mm. enough. It's over. Mm. And uh, the next morning I listened to both Necrophagus albums back to back, as you do. And uh, I didn't realise Epitaph's like 30 minutes-ish, mm. 31 maybe. And I'm like, wow, it just makes me want to listen to it again. Like the songs are just to the fucking point. Yeah. There's a couple of longies, a couple of shorties. Half an hour's all you need. Tracks. Yeah, man. Didn't get sick of it, eh? Mm. Whereas on that giant list of shit I've been listening to, some of it, um, so I listened to Roland's band. And I'm like, there's some cool moments in here and there's some cool stuff, but does it need to be, I think it's an hour long. Like it's pretty full on, man. Um yeah, and I think maybe that's the whole thing is the CD movement. Like, oh, we can fit the tracks on. We wrote 30, let's cut it to 12. But maybe it should be right 30, cut to eight or nine. Yeah. In general, no, no, not picking on any band. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you did message me because I was listening to some other stuff during the week. The new album's out from Swallow the Sun and Soen. Another new Soen yeah, album? Yeah, there's... Smashing them out. Did they release about one the last fourth year? Fourth album or something? Uh, I think they did. I think they did a re-recording of one of their early Jesus. stuff as well. Or something I don't know. Mm. Um, good. It's pretty good. It's fine. It's good. Same as Swallows the Sun. Like it's fine. It's pretty good. But um, yeah, I don't know. Probably similar to your soul work ramped. Almost not, not to that extreme <laughs> level. But I don't know. Like. Yeah, you compare it with some of that older production and stuff and just lacks that real impact. But then, yeah, going to Hate Eternal was like, fucking hell, this is why people listen to death metal, especially when it's done well like this. Yeah, the tone, I reckon why I'm saying Hate Eternal sounds like Morbid Angels because that rhythm tone is pretty sludgy. Like, it's, it is defined and it is, I, I don't know, it just sounds like, I guess, Marshalls or something. It sounds like something old mm. school with mm -hmm. not all that super high-end sort of high-gain fizzy shit going on. Um, and 
And that to me is really nice. Like I think that lets it sit back in the mix a little bit and you notice his vocal is pretty low. It's pretty buried in the mix as well. I think that helps with death metal. I thought that. I kind of wanted it to be louder. Me too, just a smidge. Yeah, yeah. just a smidge. But it, but I'm glad it's not ten times louder yeah. than the music, so yep. that was nice. Um, it did make me go back to uh, the list of Smitty's top ten underrated death metal albums of all time mm-hmm. from when we went on that death metal rant a few months back, which I hadn't got onto yet. So it got me hankering for more death metal. Did you listen to anything off that list? Yeah, I did. Anything um, pop out? Yeah, the one, my, f- my favourite, probably most listened this week would be Severe Torture. Mm. And he recommended Fall of the Despised, which is one of their older albums. And I'd listened to them quite a few years ago, but not their early stuff. Um, and it's pretty awesome, really awesome. So, like, really brutal, but also with some room to breathe at times, like not constantly relentless. Still some mad blasts and ripping guitar solos too. Mm. Um, but also some groovy bits and stuff. Again, like, yeah, this particular album is really cool, real sounding production. Mm. Good vocals, everything was really good. So, like, and that's the sort of the style that I can listen to for an extended period of time if I have to without needing a Panadol. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he has stuff like Vomitory and... Um, yeah, Blood Red Throne was the other one, which is pretty cool as well. Um, but yeah, enjoying all of that. So trying to go yeah. back to something like Swallow the Sun or whatever is just like, doesn't do it. I think, I never fully dove into the whole Swallow the Sun thing. I was chatting to Sleet about my general approach to top albums. And it's funny because I list, I think I could literally list on one hand one album from the last five years and that album is the only album I probably listened to more than once mm. from that year. I could do that as opposed to like us late who attempts to listen to fucking every album ever made in a year um, or, you know, like normal, like you're a pretty huge new music listener too and just you smashing heaps of shit. And I think the reason I react so abruptly is because I'm doing that thing, yeah, where I find didn't know this album from 1993 even existed and so it's new to me so i'm not ready to adopt all of this new sounding shit mm-hmm. so yeah it takes something like a hate eternal or a like if you look at my list it's like moon sorrow that chucking sucking <laughs> um that true widow album that al got me onto that's i think 2016 that's not metal but whatever um fucking agalock serpent is that our song? Is that that's their song? Whatever, that Agalock album. Um, also, Hate Eternal and Mournful Congregation. Mm. I, that's probably the albums. I'm, oh, Primordial, that last year's one. And all of them are pretty kind of oldish sounding. And it's not deliberate. It's just that's just the way the fucking thing shook out. Mm. And um, yeah, I'm not ready to move. I'm not ready to move on. Basically, so if you're going to catch me with um, modern sounding production the songs have to be like pretty awesome for that genre in my humble opinion or whatever yeah. so something like Swallow the Sun I don't mind what's the one with the eyeball on the front of it the um, green it's like the yeah, one. Gravities of is. London or whatever the fuck it's called um, with the spoken word in it 
Not a bad album. I'll listen to that. Sounds great. But like songs from the north or whatever, three fucking albums of yeah, that shit. Nah. Like man, that's where I think they've started going just a bit sore worky. Not in sound, but just like I don't know. They just must have extra time now to maybe they've got a bit of an income of being able to spend every day writing music. They've got their formula down. They're just busting out so many tunes. And then in order to record that many songs, you've got to be taking some shortcuts. Yeah, something's got to give. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, I, I used to... I was like just... Yeah, I, I mentioned that particular album, cause this new one, because I was quite... Normally, I'm quite excited when they have a new album come out. But, um, yeah, when Songs from the North came out, it was just like, that's, that's enough's enough. But I like <laughs> the earlier stuff because that... Yeah, it was sort of when I was listening to a bit of Doom like Ahab or whatever and Swallowed the Sun was different in that it had that bit of clean vocal and stuff to break it up and mm. it was still done pretty pretty coolly and it was maybe when Opeth was on the way out as well so it was like a bit of a alternative to listen to. Yeah, in saying that, um, Jesse's phone just, I think the algorithm screwed on it and it shuffles on the same goddamn albums all the time <laughs> and so I do often hear like our track off Songs of the North. So it takes me quite a while to like maybe the last four years to actually listen to it. But I'm never disappointed when it comes on. I mm. just don't think I could listen to it as an album. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ahab, that was the other one I missed off my list. Um, but yeah, I find like, I find all those songs fucking awesome. And as an album listen, you get to these certain tracks on the album and you've kind of like, gone through something like not that some emotional wankery but you're like in the right zone mm. um much akin to my listening of metallica's black album the other day and i hate the songs don't tread on me and holier than thou and there's a few songs i despise off that but when i'm listening start to finish it's not a big deal to me mm. it's not too bad and then when like a cool song comes on that song the god that failed like, I'm not even that into it, but just like all the tones and the whole sound of it and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, I get quite taken by shit when mm. I'm sort of in the moment, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I don't think I could get through an album of Swallow the Sun and feel like that. Ironically, Mournful Congregation's an hour and fucking <laughs> 10 minutes long and yeah. just like most people will turn it off after one minute, but... It's, yeah, about like when you're listening to music as well. So, I mean, yeah, normally for me, if an album from Soen came out, I could whack that on and also listen to it um, throughout the day, you know, as I'm yeah. going about my business and I'd be enjoying it. But I don't know, after you listen to a Hate Eternal album and then go and put Soen on again, you're like, this isn't going to cut it. I need, <laughs> need something with some yeah. balls here. And then that's when you go down the death metal tunnel. And I can see where people like Jim, for example, would you know, loves only brutal extreme music, but also certain power metal mm -hmm. for similar reasons. There's just, yeah, so much going on. Yeah. How can Stuff you go is back? Written so well, often well produced, exciting to listen to energetic and all that. Mm. Um, one album I missed from my top list from last year was the latest Judas Priest, which Smitty oh. got me into later in the wow. year. Firepower. Really awesome. So I still listen to that a fair bit. Mm -hmm. um, 
Yeah, I listened to yeah. the new Rod and Christ on and Me too. That was the other one I wanted to discuss. Uh, yeah, and what do you want to discuss about it? I don't know. Like, Not it's cool. It's just more of the same. Drop the narration? Uh, yeah, probably drop the narration. Sorry, maybe not the narration. The Because I love narration. The fucking quotes. Yeah. Like, um, sounds like it's like some Bible movie or something. It's like, yeah, okay, we get it. I would say come up with a new chord progression. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so again, was keen to listen to that. New, new Riding Christ, awesome. I listened to it and I enjoyed it, don't get me wrong, but... Mm. Not going to cut it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed moments of it that especially stuck out. I didn't enjoy some moments of it. Uh, but Rod in Christ for me, your point, get a new riff. That's the sort of band they are, I think. I get and that. Yeah. yeah, it's like I think that's part of what they do. Yeah. And I l- listen to it through that prism. A lot of, uh, for me, I think a lot of my enjoyment of an album is like, either prepping the noose or <laughs> just getting ready for what I'm in for, you know what I mean? So, Hate Eternal, when you mentioned it ages ago, I was not in the fucking mindset, probably because mm. I'd oversaturated death metal by that point when we had our little revival. Um, but, yeah, you just get in the zone and suddenly it's fucking listening time. So, yeah, that's I was on the way to work. I was on the bus, the monotony of the morning and that sort of chugging fucking, like unrelenting like power groove throughout the whole fucking thing it's pretty happy yeah not going to say i'm going to listen to it again in a hurry but i'm not going to say it's not like soil work where i'm like i'm never going to listen to that again (laughs) it's more just like yeah i'll have to be in the mood or something like if you wanted to listen to rotting christ you'd probably just choose one of your older favorite albums yeah yeah good point Um, or stick the fucker on when we're having a few drinks together that great music for that that's true, and the fact that they do have, yeah, the get a new riff thing. Obviously, what they do well is sticking on a riff and doing stuff with it th- to turn it into a song, and that that is Quite interesting. A skill. Definitely, yeah. I don't, I shouldn't, I don't want to come off or also sound like that, but um, I get it. But I don't know. It just didn't sound. It just sounded like they've done it heaps of times. And some of them, let they go on from an open whatever chord to... Like, you know what the next note is mm. going to be. You know, I was listening to Eric Johnson's solo album the other day. You know, that Shred guitarist. I can't even remember what fucking band he's in. Mm. Um, but Hell Shredder. Pretty sure he plays a Strat. One of the shittiest albums I've heard, mm. right? Like, some fucking really cool phrasing and some wicked guitar playing pretty good please i'll tell you how i made that in a sec um yeah great lead work and stuff but it's pretty much like real ballady sort of shit a lot of these guys who are shredders and do solo albums get this ballady sounding um mr big fucking vocals or whatever you know like these kind of real powerful 80s ballad dudes but i noticed one song I could handle, but then like three songs in a row, the same with really shit lyrics and really shit this. And then suddenly like a fast shuffle blues thing, but with like flanger and high gain and reverb. It's like this, what, what is this? <laughs> who signed this? Like who thought this was a good idea? Like just put him in a band and get him to do what he does well kind yeah. of thing. Um, 
yeah, not really fucking sure where I was going with that at all. But yeah, it's making me prick up my ears about certain things. Like I used to, I don't know. Do you ever get influenced by just the idea that someone is really good at something or they have notoriety, so it's got to be good? Like, have you... Of course. For example, um, fucking... Some band is... like, ah, Yes, this is the best example. You like Foo Fighters, right? Well, I'm not saying <laughs> you, but somebody likes Foo Fighters. And then they see that Taylor Hawkins, the drummer, has his own solo record. So they go out and spend money on it, take it home from JB's, $12.95, listen to it. And it's like sort of almost fusion crossed with rock or something. And it's just like the weirdest songs. And But the guy's on friggin' Conan performing the shit because he's from Foo Fighters, you know? And so he gets the popularity and then... Well, I mean, you're a fan of Sepultura, well, not you, Sepultura <laughs> um, Beneath the Remains and then you go and you see Soulfire's Back to the Primitive in JB's yeah. and you pick that Cavalier up. Cavalier Conspiracy. Prep the nose. <laughs> What's their other band, Figure Number 5 or whatever, with Dino from whatever and Tim Young from Decrepit Birth in it? Yeah, whatever his, that is. His fucking band, Five five Fingers of Shit or whatever. Five Finger Death Punch. Nah, we, with, Dino, with Dino in it. Anyway, I same deal. I can't remember what the fuck it's called. Bleeding uh, the fifth. That's where I'm getting the five uh, from. Yeah, I definitely don't care. Yeah, yeah. Mm. All that stuff. And you go, oh, yeah, it's old mate from that band. And then you go and blow your fucking dough on it. Not these days because of streaming. Mm. Um, yeah. Or like from the same place as such and such. Yeah. They're a uh, Gothenburg melodic death band. And then yep. you listen to them and it sounds like my Dark tranquility projector from the swamp of... Um, Perth, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of my worst purchases of all really? time. Really? I don't hate Projector. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to re-listen to it because I was yeah. so disappointed. Beer? Please. Um, man, Dark Tranquility is an interesting band, eh? They're like, we've, we've obviously spoken about New Soil Work and In Flames and all that. New Soulfly, even Machine Head, all that shit. Dark Tranquility, their new stuff that they put out every two years when they have a new album that sounds the same as the last one, isn't quite bad enough to hate that badly. But I challenge you to listen to it and tell me what's wrong with it because I know there's something that's really shit about it, but I, I, can't, I can't tell you what it is. Well, the general rub for me and also the uh, issue I've always had with Dark Tranquility, yes, is Projector was shit. Uh, sorry. I wasn't ready for Projector because I was mm. massively into Predator's Portrait at the time. Another fucking album. Yeah, cheers, mate. Cheers, cunt. I'm getting drunk today. <laughs> <laughs> but I know Sleet used to love the old school. Yeah, that's glorious, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> Sleet loved the real early Dark Tranquility stuff, the EPs and shit. And so I heard he that did. stuff and I'm like, oh, that's what I was after this whole yeah, time. Yeah. That's, that's how they were sold to me. Um, the gallery in the mind's eye. Yeah, yeah, okay. Badass. Pretty fucking badass. But even the gallery, great example, is that it's mostly good. Definitely. Yeah. Managam Havits Varga is, I would say, 95% album amazing. There's one or two little moments where you're like, eh, probably mm. should have warmed up first. Yeah. 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 But... First Managam album, which I can't even remember the damn title of it, 
more like uh, the gallery. It's like nails a lot of stuff, but it doesn't yeah. have that doesn't have that quite memorable make you want to listen Would to you it again. Compare, um, dissection the Somberlane is that sort of thing. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Yeah, because I fucking love Storm of Light's Bane, but yeah, you won't catch me listening to Somberlane. I would like to hear about you listening to it again. I am adding it to my list. Good. Because, yeah, some of the guitaring in the first two tracks on that album are the best dissection you can get. I Don't get me wrong. I really like the album. I don't chuck it on though, mm. and which is making me think, why the fuck haven't I listened to that in mm. probably 18 months? Yeah, I think. Or maybe on tour, we to listened to, to it last time. I might listen to it today too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, this has been... Anyway, a- Dark Tranquility, <laughs> I think after their um, projector phase, I think they went a bit easier on the old clean vocal thing. They did the um, Damage Done era, boring, like, <laughs> whatever that sort of... Like, it wasn't bad enough to really fucking rip on, although I'm sure you could. <laughs> um, but it was fine, I don't know. Kind of almost like in Arch Enemy territory where, like, yeah, they're playing metal, whatever. But <laughs> then after that, their last few albums are like, they have this cool sort of dark vibe to them, um, which I like. But there's just, like, the riffs are pretty lame and... I don't know, the songwriting is just a bit of that um, formula style sounding thing. That's mm-hmm. the impression I get from it. Yeah, and New At The Gate. So there's a few albums I started listening to and stopped so they couldn't make my list, but not stopped because I wasn't enjoying them. So I was enjoying the New At The Gates. Stop, start, stop, start, forgot about it. Same thing with Carnal Forge. Mm. You said the word dark before. That's what I forgot to say. Reminds me of Darkane. I fucking 100% know yeah. what's appealing about it. Like, so I'm going to give that another crack. Recommended Owen check it out actually because I think he'd dig quite a lot. Um, but yeah, there are a few things there where you hear me like this is kind of like cliches, either not cliches, but these are like typical of your band or typical of your scene. Mm. And if that particular band's already fucking nailed that shit at some point, like, I'm probably not going to listen to any new Dark Ain, for example. I'm going to get Layers of Lies. Yeah. Or Rusted Angel if I'm Cabba. Insanity if I'm Cabba. Or Insanity, even better. Um, Arch Enemy, speaking of a band that just does metal, uh, I listened to Wages of Sin and actually enjoyed it the other yeah. day quite a lot. Yeah. I used to really like that album. I kind of was like hesitant about it when it came out because I thought a lot of the guitarists were like you could preempt what Typical. they're going to play next. You're like, yeah, I, yeah well, I already know the next riff and this is the first time I've heard the song. Mm-hmm. But that being said, yeah, I think we had it on at your place a couple of years back and I was like, oh, yeah. this is fucking really, actually really good. And even the vocals, pretty fucking... Pretty good. Good riffs are fucking good on that. Mm. Good solos are good. Mm. A lot of the typical, what became typical Arch Enemy after that point is a mm. bit like whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, lo- I love going through this fucking more back catalogue listening yeah. style shit because it's so interesting being however many years older, depending on what album you're referring to. 
that Jesus Lizard I said I listened to, I would have listened to that when I was 12 and gone, Smells Like Teen Spirit is way better. Fuck this band. Mm. And then listening to it today, I'm like, it's not like it's a favorite band or anything, but it's like, oh, wow, I can actually get something really different out of this experience. I think we're in an interesting time where we can compare current music to music that came out 20 years ago Mm. and it's still essentially the same era, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, it is. You know, like... Maybe back then you'd be comparing to something 20 years ago and all of a sudden you're comparing to like Led Zeppelin or Black Sabbath or something, which is obviously a different... Yeah, Venom versus to, Dark Throne. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So or now... Maybe not... No, well, Dimu. Ven, Venom versus Dimu. Yeah, sorry, that's, yeah. that's more accurate. Um, but yeah, now it's like, you know, yeah, Hate Eternal versus the first Cannibal Corpse album and it's still essentially... Mm. Comparable. In saying that too, is I actually, I've always liked the idea of Led Zeppelin for like since I was a kid, and then more recently I've liked Led Zeppelin, and then like present day, like last couple of years, I've really they've become my Beatles almost, where they're just I, I have some appreciation for the Beatles. I got to say, um, I always sort of didn't like them. I think in school for some reason, but like. Led Zeppelin, I'm listening to that shit now and it's just so fucking bombastic and soulful and wicked and there's this amazing vibe and stuff like that. And yeah, I don't... It's funny because I wouldn't have said back in the day that the song structures and the songwriting and the compositions are like blow my head off. Like I would think a Tool album is something like that, you know, wicked songwriting. But when I listened, you listen to like... When Levy breaks, goes for like eight minutes. Pretty much just the same fucking song on repeat for eight minutes. But there's something about it. It's like the Rod and Christ effect. Mm. It's like they can do it yeah. and it's fucking awesome. They don't need to wow me with anything. Mm. Um, yeah. Even Primordial, thinking of stuff like that, it's kind of a bit the same. Like you almost know what's going to happen next, but... It just sounds good. Yeah. And it's just enjoyable. Um, yeah, I loved that new album, man. That was great. Mm. Fuck, so where to from here? So how did you make that apple cider? Okay, easy as fuck, man. Concocted the idea on Christmas Eve. Winging it, it worked. It went well. Mm. Oh, so what you're drinking is what I brewed on Christmas Eve. That sounds so very kinky. Went <laughs> went to do... Went to the brew shop to grab some shit because I thought, I reckon I can do this. Wasn't open. Bunnings was around the corner. So I bought this <laughs> water jerry can for five, uh, for eight bucks, but it's a five litre jerry can. Bought 100% juice, home brand or whatever, from Coles. In fact, I think it was Berry. Put three litres of apple juice and one litre of Goldburn Valley 100% pear juice in there. Dropped the shit in there. Got a packet of cider yeast. Dropped, well, some of it, not all of it, like maybe a quarter of a packet. Put the lid on, but didn't screw it all the way up so it could release the gas. Left it for three weeks. Bottled it with some sugar. We just drank fizzy alcoholic cider. That easy. Kidding. Where the fuck was this knowledge when we were, I don't know, eight? Mm. Wow, okay. Mm. And quite, quite delicious. Not as good as like a on tap cider. Not far off. Not far off. Pretty sour too because I think 
I reckon having the lid there as opposed to a... Yeah, like it was dry and it was sour. Mm. I think a bit of the sort of natural yeast in the air gets in when you don't actually have the stopper thing on it. Yeah. The bubbler fucking whatever. So, are you going to make more? I got another four litres. Oh, four litres? Eight litres. I got another carton on in there mm. going. So, should that should be ready in a couple of weeks. Wow. Mm. Insane. And yeah, so the cool thing about it, packet of cider yeast will cost you five bucks. But if you put on... You could put on basically two cartons off one packet and the two cartons would probably cost you... So, fuck maths. Let's call it two for six bucks for each thing. Mm-hmm. Four, six, 24 bucks for two cartons of that cider. Yeah. So, pretty good savings. And if you get, a, if you get specials of um, apple juice and you're getting it for like a dollar a litre or something like that, then you're yeah, cutting it. So effectively, you know, you could make two fucking cartons of piss for twenty bucks, yeah, and taste quite good. Yeah, and those um, things in the top that you called ice blocks, how did you make them? <laughs> I just shoved them in the fridge, <laughs> freezer. <laughs> good one, and yeah, this young Henry's man, oh man, Newtowner, so good. Last night I had Coronas and Furfies. Oh yeah, and just because they were in the fridge. Yeah, that probably explains why I just about came myself when I had the first sip of this can. Do you know these are still in the fridge from when you and I were over? Yeah, right. Which is amazing. And they were actually in the fridge since, I think, Christmas Eve. So, that tells you a lot about where you're at at the moment. Yeah, I know. And there's... Normally wouldn't last overnight. I haven't actually opened that top cupboard full of usually Bacardi that I'm drinking while I'm making dinner. Yeah, right. What yeah. the hell? We still normally do white wine at home at the moment. White wine. White wine. Um, and that's kind of dangerous because... Easy to smash open wine. back, eh? Not that I'm counting, but three <laughs> bottles later. It's bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 6.30 in the evening, eh? Yeah. I don't really get hangover too much off it. Well, that's what I was saying. So, caught up with a mate last night at the pube and... Uh, <laughs> Only had two pints each and yeah, because I've been a pretty much off the piss and empty stomach after work. Fuck, I was feeling real ratty straight out and it's just heavy beer. It's like those colonial pale ales. And I was like, fuck, dude, I might have to switch. If we're going to have another one, I might just switch to the old mid-strength, like yeah. small ale or whatever. Because it was just a lot, like a lot of sugar, a lot of this, a lot of that. Get home. Hey, I've been getting up before fucking six every day. It's pretty knackered. But I was like, I would feel like I feel when I got home yesterday, like I felt and also was every fucking night by 4.30 in the afternoon. Mm. I'd like smash a six pack (laughs) and then get into the fucking spirits (laughs) just to make it like what I would think is like just to heighten the experience of, I don't know, fucking setting up tracks or recording or demoing or some crap. And now without that, having like for three weeks or four weeks not really being like that, I couldn't even fucking bring myself to play guitar last night. I couldn't be asked. <laughs> um, yeah, and I wonder, like, I was just probably a functioning hangover every day of my life but not noticing it because I was just probably, conditioned. Yeah that'd, be, yeah, that'd be more it. It's wild, dude. Mm. 
I've been watching a lot of Trailer Park Boys the last oh, month or so. Do you get ready for gym? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think I've started putting it on because it's on Netflix. It's just easy to get on there. I, like whereas I used to watch maybe Seinfeld or something that I've seen a million times and just have it in the background. Oh, and Sonny. you know what's going to happen. You don't even need to like turn to look at the screen. You can still go about your business and you know tab thrash songs. Um. Yeah, stumbled across Trap Pop Boys. I was like, yeah, I'll go back to like season four or something. Good place to start. Oh, so good. Real good. And then five is even better and six is even better and seven is real good too. Golden ears, man. Golden yeah. ears. Golden ears, yeah. Um. So enjoying that. But then having something like that on just makes you want to be drinking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which is slight concern, but... Real funny. Album of the week, Trailer Park Boys. Yeah. Well, my album of the week is going to fuck off my TV pretty soon, hey? Mm. We've talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Finding when the Misa was fucking in Europe for two and a half weeks or whatever, never turned the TV on. Mm. Uh, I'd sort of chuck it on just before bed and then like check my emails or some shit and I wouldn't even watch it. So I found... Putting on music was a good thing, but or just actually doing shit. Um, so, yeah, going to go through with that pretty soon, but do need the TV for an upcoming occasion. So, I'll wait until that's done. Oh, really? Probably a month and then fuck it off. But, um, yeah, it got my stereo in and my um, turntable and all that bullshit in for service at the moment. So, when that comes back, we'll fuck the telly off and put that there and just crank tunes more. You're good with that. You crank tunes all the time. Um, and we tend to, but I think I mentioned Google Chrome recently. Yeah, Chromecast, you did. sorry. Yeah, um, that has increased our music listening mm. because of how easy it is. Yeah, I went to my mum's the other day and had a cuppa, and she had the telly on in the background. It's yeah. like background. My sister and does that. Yeah, and I was at my sister's not too long after that. And my old man was there and we were having lunch. Same thing, cricket was on, not a bad thing. But she's like, oh, let's get some ambience in here. So she puts the cricket commentary up. It's not like Bill Laurie's on there or anything, so <laughs> it was totally shit. But yeah, I'm like, hey, this is where we'd normally put music on. Like a screen's okay, but uh, especially with cricket. But yeah, it is good to just have, you know, the new hate eternal on while you're cooking dinner and stuff. <laughs> And then while you're eating, have a yarn. So this table's fucking awesome to just yeah. sit there and just have a bloody steak dinner and a chat. And then what I'm finding is that we're each going our separate ways and doing a bit of music stuff. And it's like, I haven't felt this productive in yeah. a long time, man. It's yeah. really good and it feels really um, positive. Whereas back in the day, it's like we'd eat dinner, watch, <coughs> you know, maybe Sony or... Trailer Park Boys or attempt to watch some new crap. And then I'd go and lock myself in the room and play guitar for four hours. And it just felt so exclusive, which is really weird. Whereas like now it's more this like kind of nice, it's like a mutual agreement. I don't know, that's too weird a word. Just like this thing where we each get guitars and go into different rooms and just do stuff and it's like, bit connected with the mm. the idea of just doing music whether it be practice or actually writing or something mm. and then maybe convene after and chat about what we did and shit and it's just i don't know it feels a really weirdly positive out there at, at the moment 
which makes me your partner <laughs> or husband. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like the sound of that. Yeah, it's strange, man. It's really strange. Yeah, pretty good. Oh, well, should we stop yeah. boring the fuck out of all these pricks? Yeah, sorry, Smitty. Um, we'll, we'll <laughs> stop now. But to make it up to you, let's go out with a severe torture track. Um, it was going to be Hate Eternal, but we're not oh, let's good at sticking that. to the plans. Nah, Hate Eternal. All right. Fuck you, Smitty. You have to <laughs> listen to Hate Eternal. What's a good song on, on that? That one with the first solo that comes in. Which one is that? Uh, it's early in the Tell piece. me the names of them. I think it's Vengeance Striketh. I do believe it is. Is that track two? It's track three. Track three. What's the second track called? What Lies Beyond. You know what? Do what we always do. You'll hear a fucking song soon. Yeah. All right. Enjoy. Pricks. (laughs) 